Welcome to Attorney Heart, the podcast focused on bringing awareness to and promoting attorney well-being. Join Attorney Heart as you embark on a journey to improve the quality of your professional and personal life. And now, here's your host, Fernando Flores. Looking up, there's always sky. Rest your head, I'll take you high. We won't fade into darkness. All right, welcome everyone. This is Fernando Flores, your host of Attorney Heart. Thank you for joining me on another episode. Today, I am incredibly excited about our next guest. Casey, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Definitely. And uh, just so that folks have a little bit of uh, context and background about who you are and and what you're doing, we're going to get into it in a lot more detail. But Casey Berman is the founder of Leave Law Behind, and it's a career coaching program that helps attorneys transition out of the law and land, quote unquote, non-law alternative careers. Okay. And Casey, he graduated from UC Hastings here in San Francisco back in 1999. And after a few years in the legal field, he left law behind to create a a different number of services that provide support to attorneys who basically were in similar shoes as you, right, Casey? That's right. And so today we're going to get into a lot of what the work does, but uh, I was really excited when, when Casey and I, you know, were introduced because, you know, we're, we're, we're providing services in the legal field, but it's kind of, it's a little bit different, right? I, I don't necessarily want uh, my clients to leave necessarily. I want them to make sure that as trial or appellate attorneys that they thrive and that they, they excel in the different things that they're doing. But Casey, I know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you're very busy too. There's folks that have done it for years and for whatever different reasons, they're ready to, to leave. And yeah. that's where you come in. So yeah. let's start there, Casey. Tell us a little bit about what your role is at Leave Law Behind and, and how it is that you, uh, you know, try to provide support to other attorneys. Yeah, no, thank you. And I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. It's just such a great podcast. And the list of guests that you have and that you've talked to is, is phenomenal. So I'm, I'm honored to be, to be part of this. Um, yeah, this is something that was a small little hobby. I sort of fell into it, just started writing, and now it's become this this business. But I, I went to, I'm born and raised here in the city in San Francisco. Um, I went to Cal undergrad, went to UC Hastings. And really, I joke around, you know, I was a Jewish kid who didn't like blood. So instead of going to medical school, I just went to law school. <laughs> I mean, it's really, that is as critically, uh, as much as critically as I thought about going to law school, you, I just did it. And I found that uh, I could give myself a hard time for that, but really it makes things very, it made things very clear for me. Like, Oh, I get it. No wonder I'm not really aligning with being an attorney. I didn't really think about this that much. And so many people that I've met through leave law behind have, have this similar experience. And so I did software licensing in-house San Francisco startup uh, in the early 2000s. I had the plum job for attorneys but it was too reactive. There was a lot of anxiety. I was the adult in the room. I wasn't really part of the business. And uh, so I left in 04 and everyone thought I was crazy. And over those years, my alma mater, the career services office at UC Hastings, when they had someone who wanted to leave the law, a student, they would say, well, we don't know what to do with you, but go downtown, get a cup of coffee with Casey. He left the law. <laughs> and then, so, you know, a few times a year, I would talk to these students. And then in 09, they asked me middle of the recession, to come talk about alternative careers. I did. I thought there'd be five people there. There were 55 people there. The recorder was there. They wrote an article. Um, And I said, wait a minute, there's a real pain here. 
Uh, my wife thought of leavelawbehind.com. I started blogging. My mom and my wife were the only ones reading it, but it became this <laughs> sort of public journal of me just disconnect. What was going on? Disconnected with the law, how I left the law. And then people started reading it, got picked up above the law. I started writing for people came to me and wanted coaching. And so then in, uh, just a few years ago, we launched the leave law behind career coaching program, an actual online program, um, taking people step by step. It's as, it's as if you have me coaching you with videos and resources, and then I'm, I'm there to handhold you through our live training. So this has become like the real deal. We've got 150 people in the program. I mean, wow. there are attorneys. Yeah. Who have said, I'm burnout, I'm anxious, or even older attorneys who've said, you know, I don't hate the law, but I'm bored with it now and I want to do something else. Mm -hmm. and, and those are the attorneys that we help for the, the second stage, or I like to say we help people kind of reconnect with who they were before they took the LSAT. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. You know, that journey. And uh, it sounds like it's, it's very personal because you live that particular experience as well. And so, in that regard, now that you've been working with so many folks and, you know, you, you've built, um, in a way, a community of attorneys, right, yeah. that, that are in a similar uh, journey as you were back then, you know, what would be some of the, the top two or three uh, pieces of advice that you would give to someone who is, who is potentially given it their best effort, given it their best shot in terms of being an attorney, and now maybe they're ready to transition out, Casey? What, what would you say? Yeah, it's a great, great question. And we do a ton of free consults with people. And the first question is, why do you want to leave the law? Mm. And we want to make sure they're not just having a bad day. We want to make sure they're just not having a run in with bad people. Um, is it the firm? I mean, you really want to unpack the world needs attorneys. Uh, you know, I know there's a, a lot, but, but we do need attorneys. And if, if what we call your unique genius, which I'll get into your skills and strengths, if that, if, if practicing law is really where it is, you need to stay in the law. So let me say that from the, I mean, we've, I've refused more people for the program than I think are in it by saying, no, no, no. So that's the, really the first question. We have some exercises to go through to see if thought now, if you've got the next question then is, okay. You don't want to stay in the law. We then ask two things. First of all, there's a lot of usual suspects as to why you don't like the law. The anxiety, fiduciary duty, malpractice, um, you know, imposter syndrome, uh, I never see my kids, da, da, da. There's a lot that's there that are all really authentic, real reasons. The real, real, real reason that attorneys don't leave the law and should leave the law is that their skills and strengths do not match the job description of an attorney. So you got what you're good at, what we call your unique genius. You got the job description. You know, there's a little. So you're an extremely collaborative, uh, you know, uh, empathetic, gregarious person. And you're behind a Word doc all day for eight hours a day, not talking to anyone, suing it. Right? Like, there's just not a yeah, fit. Yeah. And so it, that leads to a lot. So really, when someone nods their head and says, yes the job description of attorney is not aligning with me. That's where you see that disconnect. And then I say, okay, now you're ready. And then what we do is the third step is really doing something that many of us have never done before in our life is really understanding what we're good at. You know, when we went to law school, when we applied to be a lawyer, for a lot of it was just because, or I'm Jewish, Chinese, Indian, Catholic, my family. Yeah, I mean, you name it, fill in the blank that we all use those reasons why I went to law school. Make my mom proud uh, because there was a recession, I need money. I mean, there's a ton of reasons. Yeah. 
So we flip the dynamic and actually look inward at what you're good at, your skills and strengths. It's kind of like strength finders and all those other tests, mm, but yeah. we, do, we do it in a very organic, actionable, and simple way where you come away going, okay. And then what we do is we actually align it. With, there are so many real alternative jobs out there that are a fit. So one, make sure you really want to leave the law and it's not just having a bad day. Two, understanding that why you don't like the law, i.e., the job description doesn't match your skill set. And then three, understanding what you're good at. And then in a very empowered way, finding these non-law alternative jobs that do call for your skill set. Got it. Okay. Oh, that's incredibly helpful. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it, it makes sense. Okay, good. And you know, in, in, in that uh, particular um, explanation that you gave, would you say that that mismatch in terms of skills, would that be the biggest challenge that someone faces in making the transition out of the law or is it something else? I mean, basically, what would you say is the biggest challenge in someone making that transition out of the law? That's a really big challenge, but we help you with it. So it actually doesn't become that, that big. What we've seen with people is fear. And attorneys don't want to admit they're afraid. We're strong. We know everything. Everyone comes... Whether you want to call it a fear, an issue, a blocker, um, a roadblock, an obstacle, whatever you want to call it, there's fears. And in the Leave Law Behind program, we've listed over 20 of them in the first module. I start with fears initially because there's the fear I'll disappoint people, the fear I won't be able to make money, the fear that of the unknown, the fear of I don't have a big enough network, the fear of I don't know what jobs are beyond transactional litigation. And there's so many more. So the first challenge that people have, why people come to leavelawbehind.com and don't sign up right away is, well, it's not me. Casey's talking about other people that are really, uh, uh, you know, went to a bigger, better law school. I can't do it. It's not me. What will my wife think? What will my mother think? I won't be able to make money. Who will hire a construction litigation person? Da, 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 da. So it's really overcoming those fears. And then once you overcome those fears, and you connect the logic of the skill set, you need to pinch yourself and say, oh my God, what am I doing applying to project management jobs at Adobe? What am I doing? And some of the fears can come up, like I'm not worthy, but at that point, you've kind of overcome your fears and, and the momentum builds. But it's really that first step. I love it. You know, it's wild that if you, you focus a lot on fear and I actually work on a lot of fears and also self-doubt. Yeah. Those tend to be like some of the key emotions, sentiments that my clients tend to experience as well. But they're slightly different. The ones that I tend to work with focus a lot more fear of public speaking, fear of presenting a particular case in the courtroom, fear of, you know, not writing effectively or efficiently or That's inadequately, right. you know, because um, the clients that, that, that come to me, they, 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 you know, they, they like what they're doing and they just want to take it to the next level. And sometimes the fears just look a little bit different, but mm -hmm. we're dealing with fear. We're dealing with self-doubt. We're dealing with insecurity. And, um, you know, a lot of it is just shifting the mindset slightly, right? Absolutely. And, 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 you know, that's when you start excelling. And, you know, and what I like to say too is, is shifting the mindset, but also taking a holistic approach to taking care of yourself, you know? And so, um, along that vein, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you Casey on a personal level, you know, what do you try to do to maintain balance as, as you run your business, you know, as yeah. an entrepreneur that, uh, was, was, uh, was an attorney, you know, what is it that you try to do to maintain balance? That's something that I like to cover so that our listeners, uh, you know, so that we can learn from each other. 
Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, and, you know, I admire you a lot for focusing on fear. And I saw that and listened on your site. And I knew when, when you were talking about that, I said, okay, I got, uh, this is going to be fun because you and I are definitely yeah. like-minded there. So it's huge. And um, so what I've learned is that there's really two emotions in the world, love and fear. And love can be, you know, um, amore and rom romance and all of that and kind of the Hollywood love. But love also is um, collaboration and confidence and alignment. It's just the good feeling. And so when I feel fearful or when your clients do like, oh, my God, I'm going to mess up in front of the judge or I'm going to make a mistake or, you know, all of that, really what they're doing is they're, they're out of alignment. They're out of confidence. They're out of... Um, um, you know, their true self in a way. And so when, what I do to kind of find this balance and another way of saying find balance for me is to turn fear into love really mm. is one, um, look, I'm here in San Francisco. I have two children. They go to private school. Uh, you know, my wife, I have a house, like it's expensive. Like all of the, you know, I'm not sitting here as a trust fund baby in some cabin <laughs> in the woods, no expenses. Like I'm a normal human being like anyone else here in San Francisco in America in, in, in 2018. And so for me, how I do this is I really calm the mind. I meditate and I don't have a guru and I'm not in a, in a, in, in some sort of mountain. I just sort of get things quiet and so on. But really what I do is I realize that when I'm feeling fear, it's not the true me. And so I take that fear in, I literally close my eyes and I just take that fear in. So for example, I had um, fear and shame about years ago, starting my business on debt. Like, why am I not making money from the get go? And why do I need to borrow? And everyone I grew up with said borrowing is bad. And even though the whole world lives on debt, there was this level of like, why are you starting your business on debt? And it just was fear. It was fear. I was doing something wrong. I'm going to disappoint people. I'm, you know, the man's going to come after me. I'm beholden. I'm in handcuffs. Da, da. I flipped that shame, that fear into love, if you will, into confidence where the line of credit was like, literally the line of credit was say, Hey man, Casey, we got your back. We know we're not, <laughs> we know we're, we're not your first choice. You'd love to be making a million dollars a day from the get go, yeah. but that's okay. We're here. We're dead. We support you. Go do your thing. Stop using energy to worry about shame that doesn't even exist. Yeah. I t weird, touchy-feely example, I know, but I finally shifted. Throughout the day, I'm sitting there worried about my business line of credit when really it was there to support me and do good in the world. So that's an example of, of how I flipped something. Now, I can talk about running my dog. I can talk about eating healthy, and that's all there. That's part of it, but it's really about doing this work that when you get that pit in the stomach anxiety at midnight or at three o'clock in the courtroom, really flipping it, identifying its fear, putting the light on it, the boogeyman and saying, no, 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 no. And then kind of turning that shame and that stuff actually into something that can support you. Oh, I love that. And you know, that advice actually, Casey, it applies on a, you know, for something as big as starting your own business and getting, you know, that first big line of credit or the first big loan, right? But also on the smaller level, one of the things that I tend to see is recurring is the fear of what blew up in the morning. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's like, you don't know what is about to blow up in all any of my cases. I have so yeah. many cases and something's going to blow up. 
in that fear that we go to sleep with at night yeah. and wake up with first thing in the morning. It's the first thing. It's the last thing we think about at night. The first thing we think about in the morning, and it's just a, such a common thing. And you know, I, I even something so simple. It's like, look, it's gonna be fine. You yeah. know, it's gonna be fine. And yeah. that's a fear that you have right now that is really guiding so many components of your health and well-being. You, you have to manage it because sure. nobody's going to do it for you. So, so I love that message, Casey. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just add to it, you know, taking that attitude, what you just said, which we all have done. I had, we had an office in England that when I was in-house counsel, software licensing. Well, mm. they were doing work all night. I would get up in the morning. I got 50 emails. Oh, yeah. So, and what that taught me is my life was being controlled by other external things, by email, by client demands, by an anxiety outside of me saying, hey, it's 8, 12 a.m. in San Francisco. You're already behind. Yeah. And so my advice to that is do not take control, not in a squeezing it till the little bird dies. You know, I'm going to hold the bird yeah. so tightly and protect it that I actually squeeze it. That's not the idea. The idea is to let go of needing to worry about everything, which actually empowers you. And then what you do is you realize I can do this and I'm not going to let this change my day and kind of be created by external. I'm going to actually going to create myself. So I love it. I love it. You know, in on a, you know, business owner, uh, topic. Okay. Yeah. I know that, that a good number of attorney heart listeners, they own their own businesses, they're entrepreneur themselves. And, you know, sometimes they've had someone to guide them. Sometimes they had the experience of somebody being able to support them through that. I've actually had a couple clients who, you know, have come to me and they're like, Fernando, I want to start my own law firm. Where do, where do I, where do I begin? You know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well let's, let's talk about it. What, what is it that you want to focus on? You know, you should really consider one, your purpose. Why, why do you want to do this? Cause you got to hold that tightly whenever things get tough, you know? All right. Next thing, create a business plan because that's going to help you see where you want to go exactly. Yeah. And whenever things get tough, again, that's something you have to adjust or, or refine. But, you know, from your end, Casey, as, as somebody who's, who's been doing business for a while, what advice do you have for attorneys in terms of running their business and, and more specifically, you know, scaling and growing? Yeah. You know, what are some thoughts yeah. that you have around that? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, um, it's a great question because it goes to the heart of whether you're going to enjoy your life or not and whether you're going to enjoy your business. And if you're, mm, I love it. you know, all, 45, like I am, or, you know, like, like we're just here, you realize this is not a dress rehearsal. Like, yeah. and, and maybe you got half your life left. Like I want to enjoy it. Let's have fun. Let's have meaning. <laughs> Let's have value. Right. Yeah, yeah. I want to stop being anxious and miserable and irritated all the time. Yeah. And if law is where you want to be and you should be, and that's how you add value and that's where you, you help then what I want you to do first is understand what part of law you enjoy. So is it the research? Is it the policy? Is it the administrative stuff? I don't think they would, but is it the administrative? Is it the speaking? Is it the advocating? Is it the, you know, geeking out on a, like I, you know, in a licensing document and just sort of, is it the fighting? Are you a bulldog? Like understand what that is. And then once you kind of really are honest with yourself and say, because a lot of attorneys think they're, they're great at everything at all 52 mm -hmm. things it takes mm -hmm. to run a business, you're likely not. 
So once you identify the one or two things, things that are your unique genius that really come naturally to you and not that you just phone in from the couch, but that come easy to you, but that you really enjoy. And when there's a challenge, you're up for it, right? Mm -hmm. When you identify those, I want you to outsource all the rest. And obviously not in violation of, you know, bringing just people in your office who aren't, you know, I mean, you do it in, in, as, as you need to do it legally, but Adam Ouellette is my business partner. I leave law behind former attorney from Florida. He and I are like soul brothers. He, he's in our Asheville, North Carolina office. Um, he has a new course. He's launching be your own boss for attorneys mm. as well as people. Cause we've seen people come through leave law behind and say, I want to leave the law, but I don't want a job. I want to create my own right, business, right. business. So we've created that. And I've learned a ton from Adam. And I will say that what I've learned after you really identify what you're good at, you then kind of identify the things you'd want to offload, use automation. And this isn't a scary future artificial intelligence take over the world robot idea. It's more of just, there are lawyers out there right now that are, don't spend hours scheduling times. Don't have email marketing. I use Infusionsoft. There's a lot that you, know, you may know where they onboard clients automatically. The emails are sent out. It's timed. They're, and you know, it's not like you just, again, sit on the couch, watch TV all day and your law practice runs automatically, right, right. but a lot of it can be automated. Imagine saving five, 10, 15, 20 hours a week. One, that saves time. You can now see your kids. And two, it saves time doing things you don't even really want to do. So mm-hmm. understand what you're really good at. Be honest with yourself. Understand then the rest kind of check as, okay, I'm going to delegate this. And then understand um, and find the technologies that you can automate it with, whether it's scheduling, onboarding, shooting video. I mean, imagine if a client comes to your website, there's an intake, so on, and they get three emails with videos. Hey, welcome. I'm so-and-so attorney. So happy to have you as a client. Want to give you a dive. Here's me and my family. This is who I am. This is what I believe in. Okay, now your case is a such-and-such case. Let me just give you the details. You can listen to this on your phone or as you're driving. And they're sitting there going, oh my, I mean, customer service, and you're not even doing it. Now, mm-hmm. Casey, I don't, speak, I don't like to publicly speak. Fine, have someone speak for you. Or just do screens, slides. You don't need to see your face. Like, have slides. Mm-hmm. Hire someone to do a... One of those whiteboard things. There are so many ways. To do it. <laughs> so I'll pause there, but getting internal about really what you're good at and want to do, and then letting technology automation or side of virtual assistance handle the rest. You know, one of the, the key automation tools that I feel is it's starting to actually, I don't know that it's starting to pick up in the in the legal profession, but I've seen it in other industries really starting to take off a lot more are chatbots. Yeah. Okay. And I think that is uh, something to definitely, you know, uh, consider Huge. because it's, it, it can get a whole intake done yeah. you know, on behalf of, of a client and you don't Absolutely. have to have even your, your secretary, your paralegal, you know, sitting on the phone, Mm-mm. you know, for 30 minutes, 35 minutes, or you doing it yourself if you're a solopreneur, right? And, and, and taking the whole intake, you That's figure right. out what the main information is. You, you know, you get the client set up and they'll answer it themselves and, and you're done. You're done. And you've, they, you can make it fun. You can make it like a quiz. They can type in the info, they type it in and that info that they type in can then be imported into a form. And all of a sudden you got the form and you're looking at it and maybe there's two or three or four things they didn't get to. Okay. 
You follow up with an email. Hey, I need a little more here. And here's the other thing. What if your clients, instead of writing, shot a video themselves? Hey, I want to give you the background. You give it to Amazon Web Services, AWS. They upload the video. You have someone transcribe the video for you. And all of a sudden, you get the remaining info. The client's cool because they didn't have to type. They like video. They do their iPhone. It was easy for them. And you get this transcript. It is chatbots and everything else that goes with it um, are hugely, and they're great. And actually, in some ways, they're more accurate because it's self-reported. The client mm -hmm. is doing it, and they're not sitting in your office, and you're using a pen to hopefully take all the notes. Mm. Oh, I love it. No, know, this, great. There's so much that's coming out, right, Casey? It and, really is. And it's, it's so also uh, great that you have that software engineer background. I'm sure it's come in handy, right? Yeah, you know, I'm a liberal arts major, but I've been in technology enough that, and I've helped like, people like Adam and other people that I've just had in my life who've opened my eyes to this. And the great thing about all this is you don't need to be an engineer to do it. You can get someone a few hundred dollars later. You've got it all. All of these softwares talk to each other. They all yeah. connect. Your yeah. scheduling connects to your email, which connects to this. It's really not that difficult. And it's not sort of scary, you know, futuristic robots take over. It actually really serves you and saves time, which goes to your original question, which is how do you find that balance? Mm -hmm. Well, imagine just being able to go for a run or being able to be at your child's birthday or being able to take a vacation and knowing that things are getting scheduled. And maybe you get the thing on the email. Oh, a new client. Here's their intake. Here's the info. Text your assistant. I just need two more questions answered. Can you email them? There you go. There you go. And done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, one additional question that I have for you, Casey, is there's also, you know, sometimes there's, uh, there's bumps in terms of enrollment in law school, right? And sometimes folks also need assistance in determining whether even going into the legal profession to begin with before law school, before getting into a lot of debt is also for them. Is that something that uh, you also provide assistance with or not so much? That's not, that's not um, the kind of support that you provide or would somebody in that, uh, in that particular uh, journey mm -hmm. be able to find value from the different tips that you provide? They would. We don't, we serve, we, we have focused very niche and we may broaden this to, to students. We may broaden it to um, other careers also. Uh, we, I had an engineer write in and say, I want to leave engineering, but there's no leave engineering behind. Casey, help me, you know. <laughs> so yeah. we're seeing a lot of people really need help. Um, and when it comes to the student, I would say that, uh, you know, the, really the question is similarly, what are you good at? What's your unique genius analysis? I mean, as best as you can. I know you, you may not have a ton of work experience, but what do you get? Are you the one that ran the lemonade stand in high school? Are you the one that was the event planner? Did you, did, are you good at putting Ikea furniture together, right? Like if you're really good at putting Ikea furniture together, it just comes to you. You could be a project manager. You could be a product manager. You could go into sales and marketing optimization. What the heck is that? Well, you're the person who's making sure that all the salespeople at a company, they're process, their systems are all working very well because if the systems for a salesperson are slow, they're losing out on money, right? So Ikea, putting Ikea furniture, you're following directions. This comes before that. You're very process oriented. So that's kind of a fun example, but you extend that into jobs where how your mind works with Ikea furniture, as light as that may seem, is actually something that um, how your brain works and could lend to the job. You see how that that flow, right? And right, so right, right. the big question though is, 
as a law student is you got to understand what attorneys do. So, I mean, you know, go talk to 30 attorneys over 35 <laughs> years old. Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> intern, like really see the nuts and bolts because that attorney who's 35, 37, 40, that's your future. I'm, so yeah, that's what I would say. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. In, in terms of, uh, uh, what you mentioned of, um, optimization, I, I, you know, it wasn't until this year that I learned about, you know, search engine optimization. <laughs> it's like so important, right? But I, you know, I think for me, one of the, the key skills or key emotions or, or, or mindset states that I like to foster whenever I encounter a fear of taking on a new challenge or figuring out how am I going to automate something or how am I going to figure this out is curiosity. You know, I feel that that's, it's a powerful uh, tool that I, that I like to use. As soon as I start feeling the fear, it's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Before we get there, you know, breathe. Let's stay curious about this particular task that you haven't ever engaged in before. And what that does, it just shifts, you know, um, the fear to, oh, let me try to learn. Let me try to yeah. see what I, what I can figure out. And then once I, I get stuck, that's when I, I, you know, bring in the support. You know, I'm, a, I'm, Mentally writing that down because I don't have a pen here, but that is huge. And and I I love that idea because when I get stuck, it's really a belief system. And it's a belief system in my, some belief systems are beneficial to us. Do one to others, right? Mm -hmm. You know, call call your mother every day, right? (laughs) Some of them are not so good. Uh, No pain, no gain. Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, You know, all the stuff that may be coming out of the media, sex sells or whatever, mm-hmm. violence, blood, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, right? Like, really? Yeah. Do we yeah. need to see blood on the front page of every newspaper every day? No, yeah. I don't agree with that belief system. So, or just work hard and then retire at 65. What? Mm-hmm. Where, where did that come? So curiosity, I hadn't thought of that before, but you're right. Like if, if you can sort of Im- sort of bring in this idea of curiosity as opposed to fear and anxiety that helps you turn what could be a really bad belief system, i.e. it's going to take forever. I'm not good enough into a good system, which a good belief system, which is, you know, this is hard, but I can do it. I'm smart enough. I can, I'll find a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's powerful. I definitely, I mean, even in creating this podcast, that's what I use. Cause then, uh, you know, I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea how to create a yeah. podcast. And whenever you start something that you've never done before, or even before you start it, you know, when you're about to engage in something that's incredibly just new and, and it, it looks daunting. I think that for me, what it does, it, the curiosity leads to excitement, you know, yeah. and from that space, that's where you get creativity and that's where it just gets fun, you know? No, that's so. great. And then sprinkle in, you know, family obligations or time or sickness or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm never <laughs> going to do this. But if you're excited about it, you'll find a way. That's right. You're, that's you know, if you really want to do something, you, you either find a way or you find an excuse, right, Casey? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, Casey, you know, I, I want to I wanna leave you with the last word, but I do want to tell our listeners, if you want to reach out to Casey, uh, we're going to have a, a link for you that you can uh, access through the podcast notes. And also on YouTube, uh, you'll, see, you'll see a link that you can click uh, for you to be able to reach out to Casey if, it's, if the services that Casey provides through Leave Law Behind is something that you're interested in. And um, with that, Casey, I want to ask you, you know, is there any last uh, piece of awesome advice. I have to tell you, 
before uh, we jumped on the podcast, I knew it was going to be fun. I didn't know it was going to be this. So thank you so much for, for being on. I appreciate it. But any, any last uh, tips, any last words that you have for our listeners who are trying to basically, you know, just, just do their best and excel and, and thrive, not just survive, you know, anything. Yeah. It's yeah. Leave it open to you. I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll take one minute and then we'll go. Um, first of all, thank you. Really appreciate it. Again, I'm honored to be part of it. You've, you've, you've had some great guests, many of them who I know or I've listened to. So, so thank you again. I know I'm about leaving the law too. So I know you took a little bit of like, Hmm, who is this guy? But, uh, <laughs> I, I really see how, how we're aligned and really about, you know, helping people become happy. One quick advice, uh, click the links if you're interested. We have a ton of free resources. We've got the Leave Law Behind program. We can determine if it's a fit for you. But really, even if you're thinking, should I even think about leaving the law, we can help you. Click on the links here at iMatter Now, wherever you find them around this video or on the YouTube page. Click, click the link, come visit. We got some great free resources for everyone just to even take a, uh, a first step. What I'll leave with is um, you, Mark Manson, he's a writer. He, his definition of happiness is uh, the process of, be, of living your ideal life, the process of becoming your ideal self. And that's kind of boring. Like, it's not that sexy, right? Like, it's not Jeffersonian, the pursuit of happiness. Right, it's not right. what Madison Avenue wants you to think because they can't sell you anything uh, around it. Like, buy this Lexus, you'll be happy. What is the process of your ideal? What does that mean? And a process is never ending. It just keeps going. What I really, really like about that definition is just that that there's nowhere to be except right now in the moment. And I'm not going to get too Zen and it's even hard for me to understand, but if you're really in the moment, if you breathe, if you close your eyes, if you don't think about the to-do list, if you focus on your breath, if you show some gratitude that you've got money, that you've got an education, that you even have this opportunity to change, that for me has gotten me through some, some tough, dark times. That is the ability to really understand that for me to be happy, this elusive idea of happiness is just me continuing to become my ideal self. And it's ongoing. And one way I look at it is that this is um, the movie, which I call my life. The audience is watching. And when I, like you said, when there's an obstacle, I mean, if, if every movie was just hero, does great, does great, does great, doesn't fail, movie ends, it'd be boring. I mean, the whole reason <laughs> anything, the hero, whether even the rock or Superman, they all get knocked down, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm the hero in my own movie. You're the hero in yours. Or the listeners and everyone watching this are the hero. There's the audience is looking for you to become your ideal self. And how does he or she do it? So the obstacle, I heard this, the obstacle is the way. It shouldn't dissuade you. As you said, Fernando, be curious about the obstacle. Understand you can do it and realize that as you become more and more who you need to be, your soul and your ideal life, the happier you get. And that means less anxiety. You have alignment. You don't need the Tesla. Guess what? You haven't worried in six months. And you're like, oh my God, I haven't felt anxiety in six months. Who cares about a Tesla or a big house or my name in the paper? So that's my advice is really be in the moment. Use these techniques to kind of really calm your mind and breathe and kind of get the, the, the thoughts out of your mind and then realize that happiness is just this ongoing process. The last thing I would say is you've got support. You got Fernando. You got me. Leave it all behind. We got a ton of free resources. That's we got right. a ton of paid resources, but you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful, you know, and, and I really, really appreciate 
that message because sometimes as attorneys, we tend to box ourselves in and we tend to feel alone in, in many different scenarios, not just professionally, but personally as well. And, totally. you know, doing, doing this work and you as well, I know that you've seen that too. So thank you, Casey. I really appreciate you being on and um, thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode. Again, keep an eye out uh, for that link. Uh, it's it's uh, going to be on the YouTube video or also uh, check out the, the podcast notes or check out the website, imatternow.com. Uh, the podcast is posted on there as well. So Casey, thank you again. And I look forward to staying in touch with you and uh, everyone. I look forward to connecting with you, with you on the next Attorney Heart episode. Bye, Casey. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Fernando. Great job. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Fernando, your host of Attorney Heart. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And if it can benefit anyone that you know, please share it. Attorney Heart is brought to you by iMatterNow. T-E-R-N-O-W. Please make sure to check our website at imatternow.com. Again, I-M-A-T-E-R-N-O-W.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Every day presents an opportunity to engage in self-care. And remember that it is not selfish to take care of your well-being. It is necessary. So take care and connect with you on the next Attorney Heart episode.